0: you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey, hey, welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. It's Oliver here, and I hope you are having a great day. Now, you know as well as I do that the retail marketplace has changed quite a bit over the past few years. Now, whilst we should always expect change, it's the pace of change that has really increased. There's so much going on all of the time. But why has the speed of change picked up? Well, there are so many different reasons to explore, and you could probably conduct a whole research investigation into it. But for me, it simply comes down to four things. Number one, online shopping, of course. But in particular, the increase in shipping speed, so much so that now online can be a more convenient way of nipping down to your local town or mall. You know, think about a few years ago, it was common to have multiple, multiple days of waiting for your delivery from online. Number two, advancements in technology, both in computing power as well as physical technology, such as robots and drones. The third reason is a shift in customer attitudes. Now, whether this is the rise of the millennial generation, or whether it's a natural increase in expectation, what is clear is that customer attitudes are demanding retailers to step up their game. And number four, there's increased competition from all sides. There's fierce competition in the retail marketplace, or should that be the retail battlefield whether that's international retailers moving into your market space whether that's other competitors expanding their niche or whether it's small local companies offering a great personalized service nibbling away from underneath but with so much change going on there are so many different opportunities to go after but it's important to narrow your focus now one of my previous coaches had a saying and Kathy if you're listening I'm sorry for uh, what I'm about to do, muddling your, uh, your amazing catchphrase up. But she always used to say that it's like a field of rabbits. If you try and chase two or more, you'll end up with none. But if you chase one rabbit and you catch it, you'll never need to think about the ones that got away. So today, what I wanted to do was to help you to narrow your focus about what to think about this year. There is so much going on, yes, but you must choose the key things that are right for you. So in today's episode, I've got seven retail trends to stay close to this year. Let's get into it. First up, the robots are here. Robots are coming more and more commonplace among the retail setting. Recently, we've seen Tesco, Amazon, Starbucks, even Dunkin' Donuts among the companies trialing delivery robots. Now, these are small little robots that run along the pavement going to their destination diligently. So this year, look out for companies like Starship, which are now surging ahead with delivery robots that, as I say, they drive along the pavement en route to their next delivery, and then they go back for more. Meanwhile, there are also more instances of robots and drones now being used on the shop floor, whether that's checking out of stocks, or monitoring things like slip hazards. These are all manual tasks that robots are coming, and they're simplifying it. They're, they're automating it. So look out for robots this year. And I should say, in this episode, as we go through these seven trends, there are going to be a number of different links. And I'm going to put all of them on the website at obandco.uk 15, the number 15 obandco.uk slash 15. The second big trend this year is going to be the continuing march of Amazon. Now, this company needs no introduction. But what we're going to see this year is we're going to see more headlines about Amazon surging ahead, in my view. Specifics to look out for will be the expansion of Amazon Go. Now, this is their checkout list store, which they've been in trial in America. That's going to start expanding. There are going to be more Amazon Go's. And I would expect there's going to be one in London before the end of the year. They're also trialing and testing other retail concepts, such as their New York-based four-star concept. Now, this is where they only curate products with a four-star rating based on the reviews. And they also display products alongside the most helpful customer reviews, which is blending that online experience with the offline physical store space. And of course, there's going to be a lot of news about Amazon acquiring a UK-based retailer. So think about what that could mean if Amazon were to suddenly come into your specific niche. If they were to buy at one of your competitors, what would you do? What would your reaction be? And how do you put that into place sooner rather than later? Now, if you're keen on understanding Amazon a little more, then make sure that you tune in for the next episode of the Retail Transformation Show. Now, I'm not going to tell you exactly what it's about, but know that it's a big theme of Amazon and know that you won't want to miss out. And that reminds me, if you've not subscribed to the show already, please do so. Please make sure that you don't miss the future shows. So hit subscribe now on your favorite podcast app, or if you're on the website listening, then there's a subscribe button there too. Now, at this moment, I'd also like to tell you that I really appreciate you listening to the show. In this world of information overload, the fact that we're here together right now means the world to me. So thank you. And I always like to hear from you. So feel free to reach out on LinkedIn and let me know. Let me know that you're listening. Let let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear about. It would be great to connect if we're not already connected. So you can find me. Just search Oliver Banks. Now, back to our retail trends for 2019. And in number three, personalization gets serious. Now, there are two types of personalization. And sometimes it's a bit confusing. So let's just spell it out very clearly for each other. I think there are two types. Product personalization. This is where you have a product and it's customized. You know, you put your name on a t-shirt. And the second type is experience personalization. This is where in the most basic format, you get an email saying, dear Oliver or whatever. So let's expand on that a little. Now, an email saying, dear Oliver, okay, fine. That's very normal. But it's starting to get into much more depth now. Recommended products. If we take someone like Amazon, They've been one of the front runners in personalization with their product recommendations based on your browsing and purchase history and whilst it's not always perfect, they have been learning, continually adapting, and continually improving. Ted Baker meanwhile, are now one of the companies looking to step up their email automation and personalization. Chatbots are also becoming more commonplace whilst they have a potential for cost saving for me. The real opportunity with chatbots is to enable a more customized level of service, more personalization. Meanwhile, the other type, product personalization, is also becoming more commonplace, particularly in stores. We're going to continue to see more while-you-wait customization options, such as Nike's footwear customization. Or where you create and customize your own sports tops for your own sports team, your own personal local sports team, for example. Levi are creating custom t-shirts. This is where you can put your name on. It's quite commonplace. Let me tell you, it still creates a draw. It still creates a bit of buzz just seeing your name on a t-shirt. Nutella as well has seen lots of interest with their jars of chocolate spread, hazelnut chocolate spread with your own name printed on instead of theirs. What a great gift. Goes particularly well at Christmas time. And all of that buzz brings us nicely on to number four. Experiences to get people talking. There are loads of good examples of experiential retail all over the world. And people have been talking about experiential retail for a few years. But here's the thing. Whilst I wasn't able to make the NRF big show in New York this year, I was avidly watching back from the UK, looking at social media, seeing what the vibe was, seeing what was going on. And one particular thing seemed to be really wowing people. That was the Starbucks roastery in New York. Now you can see some of the pictures of a Starbucks roastery. And I'm going to put a link on the website, obandco.uk 15. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go and check it out. But there were a couple of interesting things about this Starbucks roastery. Firstly, everyone was excited about it. Everyone was raving about it. But did you know that it has actually been around since 2014? Not that particular site in New York, but the concept has been around since 2014. So it's nothing new, but it can still create a buzz. And the second thing is this experiential retail isn't about just throwing a load of technology or a load of screens into a cafe, for example. This is Starbucks. so all of that technology and screens wouldn't be relevant. It's not a good fit. But what the Starbucks registry is about, is about showing their care and their experience and their expertise. It's about how they work with the coffee beans. It's about the flavors and varieties. It's about their passion for their brand, their product, and what they do. And those sort of experiences are going to get people talking in 2019. Now, the fifth Trend is another one that's been going on for a little while now. Partnerships and acquisitions are going to fill in the blanks. Now, interestingly, I think 2019 is going to be a big year for collaboration between companies. The days of having one major company that is a master of everything are going, if they're not already gone. The focus, I believe, is now on having a business that is good at what they do. And then work with other companies for the bits that they're not good at. Or if they need to gain access to new markets that they have no or little place currently in. Now, to do this, retailers have a few options. They could work with a competitor. You know, think Sainsbury's and Argos. Maybe Sainsbury's and Asda if that goes through. Think Sports Direct and House of Fraser. Secondly, they could work with a third-party supplier. Examples of this are Kroger and Ocado. Boots and Microsoft, MS and Microsoft as well now. Even Chinese mega retailer JD.com, and there's a little company you may have heard of them, they're called Google. So JD.com and Google tying up as well. Big news. The final way is by buying a smaller company with a specific skill set. Now it happened a few years ago, but Amazon bought out Kiva Systems. Nowadays, you probably don't know of Kiva Systems but you've probably seen pictures of Amazon's warehouses with small orange robots moving around the shelves. If you've not, go and have a look on YouTube. Now, Amazon liked these robots so much that they played such an important part of the strategy that Amazon just bought out the company. And there are now thousands of robots, of these robots, powering Amazon's warehouses all over the world. So I think we're going to see more of these partnership type models or acquisitions as we continue on. The sixth big trend that I think we're going to see this year is adverse companies taking positive action. Companies that are not in a great place trading wise are going to take action. And I think we're going to see a shift, a turnaround happen right before our eyes. Now, one of the key themes from last year was, of course, the sad news that seemingly wherever you are, companies were going into administration, they were going bust, they were shutting shops. And of course, that creates a huge amount of distress for customers, but also, of course, all of the members of staff that have poured their hearts and soul into that particular business. Now, unfortunately, this year, we're already seeing similar signs, most notably with Patisserie Valerie in the UK. However, I think it's going to be the year that we start to see retailers make a difference. We start to see that turnaround happening. Now, for those businesses that are willing to take a long, hard look in the mirror and take action, this should be the year that you start to see the green shoots appearing. However, not taking a turnaround seriously, not being clear on how you're going to transform will, of course, represent a major disadvantage. And I think we all know how that one ends. So that was trend number six. And number seven is going to come up in just a second. But there is a lot going on in retail. So I wanted to make some notable mentions that I think you will hear a lot about. But I don't think they're going to move significantly forward this year. So some of these notable mentions. Here's a biggie. Artificial intelligence. Everyone's talking about AI, deep learning, robotic automation. Now, I think it is coming. Absolutely, it is coming, but it's not this year. Staffless stores. You're going to hear a lot about staffless stores this year. Things like Amazon Go. But it's not just Amazon that are into this. It's actually really quite a big trend in China and has been for a few years. Look at things like Bingo Box. Now, I'm going to put a link on the website obncode.uk slash 15 with some of these examples. Next up, internet returns. Now, this is a headache, but unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see the cure for this headache coming this year. It is coming, but I think we'll begin to see some of the options, but not solved this year, I'm afraid. And the final one, it's a bit of a big buzzword, blockchain. Now, blockchain has the opportunity to really revolutionize retail, in particular, supply chain elements of retail. But it's a massive change. It's going to take a long time to build the infrastructure and the standardization. So expect to hear more about it, but don't expect to see anything anytime soon. But I want to bring us back around to the trends that you are going to see this year in 2019. And our final one. Number seven is that it doesn't need to be sexy. The key to growth does not need to be glitz and glam. It doesn't need to be cutting edge tech. In fact, PwC have just released a new CEO survey that shows that 77% of CEOs from a base of over 1,300. So it's a big sample, but admittedly this is for all industries. But nevertheless, 77% are looking to operational efficiencies to drive their business growth in 2019. It came out top of their survey of the different opportunities to drive their business growth. So if you've not got your operation optimized, this could well be the trend that you need to focus on. By understanding your operating model, by identifying opportunities, and by driving change effectively to improve and streamline your operations then you have the chance to eliminate the day-to-day bumps and pitfalls and you have the opportunity to really transform the day-to-day experience for your customers plus you might decide that you can save costs or you might decide that you can ensure you're spending your costs in exactly the right way for maximum benefit for customers and the best return for your shareholders. So if you need a hand to get started with some operational improvements, some operational efficiencies, or in fact, for any of these transformational opportunities, do reach out for a chat and a conversation. It would be great to talk. And if I can help you in any way I can, I would love to do so. So drop me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk that's oliver.banks at obandco.uk. Or find me on LinkedIn, OliverBanks, or on Twitter. But before we wrap up, here are the takeaways from today's episode for you. Now, we've been through seven key trends for the retail industry in the year ahead. Just to recap, they were number one, The robots are here. Number two, the continuing march of Amazon. Number three, personalization gets serious. Number four, experiences to get people talking. In at five, partnerships and acquisitions to fill in the blanks. Number six was adverse companies taking positive action. And number seven was that it doesn't need to be sexy. Now, you know there is a lot going on in retail. There are lots of new, shiny, exciting opportunities and innovations everywhere you go. But remember, the risk is that if you spread bet, if you do a little of everything, you're probably going to win nothing at all. Or what you do win is gonna be so minor, so minimal, that it will barely register. But if you choose to use a laser-like focus, to concentrate on a particular initiative, a key initiative, you'll stand the best chance of saving the day. So we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening. And do remember, hit subscribe and make sure you join me next week for the next episode of the Retail Transformation Show. Have a great week.